This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast session number 133. Conversations with the Dancing Dad. Hi, and welcome to the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, the place where dance inspires life and business. As you hear, I'm not Annette Bone, but I'm a podcaster and a dance fan and a dancing dad, and, and joining her on this episode. She wanted to do something different, so I'm introducing the show. I'm Nick G, and I produce a podcast called The Dependent Independent Podcast, and it's a 200-episode podcast about making connections, looking back while moving forward. This podcast is Annette's journey back into the dance world after a long hiatus, the lessons she's learned, the transformation she's experienced, and the danced entrepreneurs she's met along the way who also share their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to move your life and business forward. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. It's amazing what happens when you know that you have support and you have someone in your corner as you're pursuing your passions, you're pursuing your dreams. And I think as a parent, one of the best things that you can do for your child is to be in their corner, to support them, to encourage them, to pick them up when they fall apart. My guest today, I'm so excited to have him. He is a dear friend, a fellow podcaster, a dancer, a dancing dad, a dance fan. And I met him last year when I spoke for the first time at Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. And we've developed a friendship and been able to have great conversations about dance and life and business. And I think it's just so cool that there's a commonality between him and his daughter, this wonderful art of dance that brings them together in a way that maybe someone on the outside wouldn't understand. Like if a parent was not necessarily involved, actually involved with their child, and he's actually dancing with his daughter, which I think is really cool. So I wanted to switch it up a little bit with our conversation and go into some other stuff. But of course, it's going to be dance related. So I want to welcome the awesome Nick Goblish from the Dependent Independent Podcast. Nick, are you ready to go? No, I'm ready to go. And that, and I, I th- I'm one. I'm super. I don't usually say this this way, but I'm really super stoked and excited just to hang out with you. Number one, but I'm really excited because you said I was awesome, and you meant it, and that makes me feel really good. So I'm really excited to to be here and talk about dance. I want to talk about dance. Yay. Yay. I know. Oh my gosh. You know, cause you hear the, the whole thing about dance moms, right? And there's this connotation about the quote unquote dance mom and that kind of thing. I know there's a show. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. I honestly don't really want to know about it because I think it probably paints them in a negative light. And being back in the dance world, I run across dance moms and some of them are the sweetest, kindest people I've met that just want their kids to thrive and will do whatever it is to support their kids' dreams of dancing, whether it's for a short time or for a career. But um, I didn't have that when I was growing up and it was a it was a battle. And when I hear about parents supporting their children in their passions, it really warms my heart because to have people in your corner, especially parental units that influence so much of your growing up process. It's a huge thing to have that for a child to have that. And I know some kids take that for granted. Others, they thrive on it. Um, When your daughter, Abby, came to you and said, I want to dance, what was that process like? How did this uh, happen that you guys became a dance family and you getting involved? Take us through that journey. Well, I'm not going to take full credit for getting my daughter in dance, uh, go back, if we go back to when my daughter was probably about four, uh, before we moved to the town we live in now, my daughter was in a, I guess it was a jazz studio. And I remember my wife would, she, it was one of the, I mean, my son was young. He was, uh, he was three and my wife wanted to get my daughter involved in something. So she took her to this place around the corner that was, uh, like a dance, almost like a gymnast studio. It was um, more. It was dance tumbling, I guess it was. Not till we got to the recital, which was a huge ordeal. I mean, bigger than the ones we do now in this and in, in, in a town that's much bigger than we're in now. And they they rented out the amphitheater at the high school and had an enormous um, 
it was it was co- very complicated dance recital. But what my daughter did was not just it wasn't really dance. It was more they came out, they did a cartwheel, a somersault, did a little twirl. So at the time, I didn't really realize my daughter had any like talent, right? She didn't really stick out. And once we decided we no longer wanted to live in this town, my wife has been teaching in our town for almost 19 years or almost 20 years now. Or 19, yep. And uh, she, when we moved here, it, it kind of miraculously worked out. My uh, my wife teaching here for that long knew that there was a dance studio in town because some of her students in middle school actually taught here or actually attended the school. And the irony of the whole situation, the house that we moved in, Annette, was right next door. Actually, my back fence is is butts up to the yard of the the owner of the dance studio, which is no more than a half a mile up the road. A studio called Dance Magic, and we were here probably no more than two days. Where Miss Dawn, the the owner of the dance studio and the choreographer that's there uh, that runs the studio, came to our door with a t shirt, a sweatshirt, a CD from the recital, and um, and some other swag. Right. And, and we didn't know how to take it. Right. I knew Megan wanted to get her involved. There was, uh, in the school that she worked in, there was a, a, a truancy officer there that, that had two daughters that danced at the school. And that truancy officer, his name was Max. Max was a dancing dad. Now, at the time, uh, when Abby started that year, I think we moved here in October and, um, actually, no, in May. And the recital had just happened in in uh, a month later, and uh, we waited till the following year. And around, I think it was Jan- around January or February of that that following year, uh, Max was talking to my wife Meg, and basically said, "I think uh, Nick should give out give it uh, try out this dancing dad thing." And I said, "Hell no! There's absolutely no way I'm going to do that." <laughs> There's absolutely no way I will even try to do that. And I mean, I wasn't open to it at all. I thought it was silly and stupid and and <laughs> I, I just didn't. Like, it's not something – I mean, I can't believe I would even say that now because um, I'm always first in line. But Max had come to my house prior to a practice and said, Nick, why don't I take you? And, I'm, and I think Megan looked at me. I think Megan almost said, like, do it for Abby because it seems, I guess, everyone – you know, all the dads did it for their kids. And it was a way to get up there. There's a, uh, it's the, the performance right before the last performance where all the dads get up, do a quote unquote dog and pony show. And then they, and then the final act comes or the final dance routine at the end when it, the whole group ensemble, and then they get off the stage. Well, I decided to go now first thing, and, and I hope I'm not skipping anything, but again, my daughter was fairly new to the, to the dance, the craze, right? We didn't really, I didn't really know. Like anything, you put your kid in soccer, baseball, or anything we've ever done, uh, you don't quite know that they have. I mean, I think my daughter at first was really good, or they per, they felt she was really good simply because she followed directions, right? They asked her to do something, and she did it. She paid attention. We tried our best to teach our, our kids that, and it came out at, in the dance studio. It had to follow directions, and, and they never got to, she never got distracted or daydreamed or anything. That way, they were fulfilling... Uh, the dance instructor's instructions. I mean, it's great when you're you're a teacher and you basically coach a student and the student does exactly what they're supposed to do. That that gave them a lot of satisfaction. So I went there for my first dance recital or dance uh, practice. And I'll tell you, I was only there for maybe like five minutes. And that I was so winded. I think at one point I said, did you guys, I think I showed up late. I said, did you guys stretch? Did you guys do like a whole full stretch routine? And we got through it and we got through maybe uh, – two or three uh, counts, uh, maybe two 16 counts of the, of the dance, and then, and then stopped. And then it led to the next week coming and practicing and doing that. And at the same time, my daughter was dancing and excelling. And fast forward through the, the years that I've done it, it went from basically just simply going to a practice around the corner to building relationships with other parents and fathers of the daughters that were dancing with my daughter to a point where it became such a fraternal organ like such a fraternal group of guys. I mean, these are guys right now, Annette, that I go on, I go on summer vacations with. Like these are guys that will text me at, in the morning at seven o'clock and I'm at their house at eight helping them move a dresser. Like th- it's it's a different type of I finally felt community when I started engaging 
dance in town with my with my uh, with the fellow dancing dads and my daughter as well. But my daughter, I think, and Annette, we've taken like two different paths, right? Like you mentioned before about support with kids and my daughter. Yes, I. I've never, I've, I've been lucky and my wife and I have been lucky in the extent that we've never had to pressure our kids to do anything. My son excels in school. My daughter ex- excels in school. My son excels in the soccer field and he's, he's, he's learning baseball. He's a, he's a great student. The coaches like him. He again, follows directions really well. And I'm, again, like I said before, I can't take credit for a lot of these things. I got a lot of credit to my wife, her being a teacher as long as she has. And trust me, I do the same thing. When she says do something, we all do it. So she's really good at, at guiding us and like the level of discipline in the house is real. I'm the one. The dog doesn't listen to me. The dog listens to my wife. <laughs> but she's, it, it's amazing how she can do that. So what, uh, what we were doing is kind of, you know, I never really pressured my daughter. I, I was always impressed when I saw her dance. It went from recitals to then dance competition. She always looks so grown up up there, but I'm like any stereotypical dad. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't think it would affect me, but the moment she gets up there, up there, the eyes swell up and you get really proud and you're like, wow. And I'm always so impressed with my kids. I did a podcast early in my podcast career where I, after a recital, I brought my, my daughter she, at the time she was, she's 11 now. She was nine at the time. And I brought her on and we, we talked about passion. We talked about where her passion comes from. Cause I didn't know, I really had to ask her and, and wonder like, where, how do you get all that? How do you get up there? And and feel so confident. Even when you make a mistake, you're able to do that. I wish I, you know, I struggle with that as an adult to do that. And she was amazing, my, my the way she did that, uh, the way my daughter uh, expressed herself on the show. As we as we continue to do this, and we've been doing this for about six years, I've learned I've always loved to dance. If you talk to anyone in our family, Annette, I'm always the guy at the wedding that has rhythm, right? I was a drummer in college. I I understand music and I, musicality. I I get. I hear music. I feel the beat of music. I can move my body to that. I don't look like a total goofball, but I mean, there are some parts where at a couple weddings, I come out and dance and everybody laughs out loud and ha ha ha. But now that I'm kind of looking at it, I, I'd like, it keeps me active. Dancing keeps me active. It keeps me uh, moving because I sit around most of the day. And as my daughter's gotten older, especially since that podcast that we did, now my daughter and I have grown have have grown into being interested in choreographers. There's a great YouTuber, his name's Tim Milgram, runs a, a an unbelievable channel where he brings dancers from this specific studio, I can't remember the name offhand, in uh LA. And they have You're probably great, talking about Millennium Dance Complex. There he is right there. Okay, so mm-hmm. exactly right. So and it's awesome. And, and I don't know why I think we saw it, um uh, Shape of You, the first video I saw was with um Kyle Hanagami is the choreographer. And I yes. thought it was awesome because I love Kyle's he was able to he was able to do a rhythmic dance to a, a and and follow the beat of a song but do it in a way that I, at least from my perspective in watching another artist do what he does speeding up and slowing down movement. He was able to, it, it's awesome. It's not just one whole swift paced dance. He's able to speed it up, slow it down, very rhythmic, then speed it up again and and uh, I fell in love with watching that. And then I started watching it with my daughter. And and I don't know, I kind of skipped it. The dance and dad thing is uh, uh, just like my wife is somewhat, uh, my uh, daughter is somewhat of an overachiever in what she does. She's a little bit like her dad because trust, I'm, I'm, I'll definitely brag a little bit. I'm the guy, and I shouldn't because I know I'm going to ask other dancing dads to listen to this. Um, I am the, 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 the leader of the group as far as dance goes. I don't, I always, I never forget the moves and that I always pick it up very quickly. I improvise. I'm always the one that's my, the dance instructor always puts me right in the front. Now, at first I used to think like, oh God, all these guys are going to be like, who's this, you know, what, what makes him think he can stand in front of there? But at the end of the day, yeah, trust me, they all, we're all pretty, we all uh, understand that I have a responsibility to make sure I learn the moves. I mean, we did one practice in that this last season that I stopped dancing. I think I, I, I didn't, I missed the whole part and took a break to wait for the count to kick in. And the whole room stopped, half the room stopped dancing. And I, I was like, you guys got to be kidding me. 
You stopped because I stopped? That's crazy. Come on. You guys, and there's a group of guys. There's probably about a th- all, the dancing dads that I spend most of my time with. Um, we might all ha- not have the same uh, level of, of skill, and uh, but we take it extremely seriously. This is not a thing like it's an hour practice, but we go like, all right, you want to go through it again? Let's go through it again. Let's do it. The best is in that when they go, all right, away from the mirror. That's always the big, the, we always scare the new guys. We got to do it away from the mirror. So I was telling you about this uh, YouTuber that my daughter and I started watching. And as we watched the dances, I, I mean, I'm watching them all the time. And there's another choreographer named Jay Kodish, who I really like too. I think he's, he's, I like, he's really awesome. He's a little bit slower than, it's so funny that I can actually say that out loud in it. He's a little bit uh, more hip hop than, than Kyle Hanagami. Kyle Hanagami is almost like if you smash hip hop and ballet together. So that's, it, it's awesome. And it's more fast paced. So we watched these videos and Abby and I would talk about this. I, she has an iPhone now. So I, I get the, I subscribe to the channel. So I get the new video and I send it to him and he's, you know, and she watches it. And I said, I mean, it's so fun that I could just say to my daughter, Hey, have you seen that dance video I sent you? Yeah, I saw it. It's more like this. And, um, you know, you never thought like you, you grow up and you, you, you become an adult and you have kids and, and you want to be, a you know, you, you have this stereotypical thing, like we're going to be a football family or a soccer family and, or a hockey family driving our kids to all these games. And I don't want to take away from my son because now we do travel baseball and soccer, but it's the community, I guess, just because of close proximity, living next door to the, 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 uh, Miss Dawn who owns the studio. Uh, we are a dancing family. Like we, we spend six hours, eight hours at competitions on weekends. We drive, my wife drives to Hershey and drives to, which is drives three hours away to Hershey PA or drives to Wildwood, New Jersey, uh, to spend day after day, uh, to go through their, her, her routines. And now she has a solo routine, which is a huge, huge step being the only one up there. And she's handled it like a pro and she gets invited to competitions, which is awesome too. Again, nothing that we're, we're pushing her to do. It's all, it's all driven by her own, her own, um, love of what she does. And I want my kids to know that anytime they do something, um, no matter what it is, I want them to do things that they like to do. And it might not, you don't have to do it forever. I mean, I've tried so many things. Podcasts is probably the longest thing I've ever done that I didn't stop doing. I mean, I'm going on three years. But I want them to know that life is too short to not try new things. And I'm, Nathan was doing a routine, Annette, Annette, just two hours ago. Nate was dancing. We were watching So You Think You Could Dance. And Nate uh-huh. was dancing. And, and Megan said, Nate, Miss Dawn wants you to do a solo. My son, I, I'd love to do it because he sees my daughter dance all the time. He does this. What's this weird jazz move where you move your shoulders and you come on stage? It's they teach. What the hell is that called? I don't know what the hell that's called. But <laughs> you move your shoulders and no, go on it's stage. Like this thing. It's, it's like this thing when they walk. When you move across the stage, when you're getting into position, you don't walk. You do like this. They do this rhythmic thing where they. It's and my son now perfects it. So we were walking the dog and he's doing this dance move and. I'm laughing. Oh my gosh, how cute. <laughs> so when the fact we follow these YouTube videos, Jay Kodish, it was crazy. There's this one song called uh, Slow Down Love by Louis the Child. And it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a very short song, but it's got the same piece that repeats uh, in the beginning and the end. It's just two, it's two pieces of music that, that uh, repeats twice in the song. And he did this awesome routine, great routine. Like I love, it's one of my favorite things. We, the, my, all my kids can, my kids can hum the, the music. And suddenly on YouTube, it says choreography for Slow Down Love. And I'm like, no way. So, <laughs> so I click on it and it's a, it's a minute long video, but you have to go on the website, pay $10. I, I, I think it's, it's Tim Milgram's website. And then you can get all the choreography on the, on the web as much as you want. Now, luckily, it was really opportune that late in the summer when I finally signed up for that, we were able to get access to the dance studio. Well, you know, there's some perks of being the neighbor to the person who owns it. And we borrowed and Abby and I picked out like an hour each day to go in. We put the laptop on a, on a, on a, a table that we put in the room, got the Wi-Fi in there, hooked up our, the song to an Alexa that we brought there from our, my, my phone. And we, we went through the choreography. Now, the cool thing about it is in that we've both been choreographed from missed on at the studio so it's like we both knew how to we know both knew how to do it like we both knew how to take choreography so we we watched the choreography we went through it went through it again 
listened to the music. Then we went through it again. Course corrected. We were like, all right, let's do this. I'm having a tough time here. And it's like, Abby's not my daughter at the moment. She's not, she's, she's my dance partner. And when you tell, and there's the thing in that, when you tell people that you do that, right, you hear like, oh, you're just super dad. And you know, it's amazing. And I, and I, and I, I don't do like, that's not why I do it. I do it to have fun with someone that's close to me. And I joke, I said, Abby, do you know what I heard someone said? Like, my friend said, like, I'm the greatest dad ever. And she giggled. And I'm like, you know, it's weird, Ab. Wouldn't it be weird if, like, I high-fived every time we did a dance move? Like, yay. And she's like, that's silly, <laughs> Because we're, we're all about business when we're there. You know, that's how – Yes. We, my daughter and I have tons of times doing that, like moments that my daughter have. But when we dance, we dance. It's not – you know, one thing that's going to kill me, and I'm fast-forwarding because she's she's 11 now. There's a big deal when you go through – like, every year we do this dance recital in June. And we practice and I'm up there leading the troops and, and having fun with everybody and laughing. And, uh, my daughter does, you know, now she's doing like almost every dance routine. Um, we do it, a, a morning show and a matinee and, or a, a, a matinee and then the evening show when senior girls, when, when they're 18 and they go off to college or wherever they go, they write a speech and they thank all the instructors and then they thank their parents. And, and one thing I hope to do is, as long as I stay in shape or as best as I can to keep and I keep dancing, I want to be able to dance with Abby, like have a routine with Abby when she's that age. The sad part is once that's over, unless she decides to dance, it's all done. Like that whole part of our life is done. No more driving to the dance studio. No more. I mean, uh, it's it, and there's even some dancing dads that have daughters that are a year older. So they'll they'll stop dancing, you know, a year before. There is a fear that that whole sense of community will go away, but we'll be in different parts of our lives. I'll be, what, 48, uh, you know, my son will be in high school. It's, it'll just be different, but I don't, it, it's, it's something I can't, I'm anxious to get to. I don't want to rush it, but I can't wait to hear what she says up there, you know, how she's going to look back on these memories of us dancing in the studio together. I mean, really dancing, sweating my butt off too, like, oof. Uh, they were on vacation and we didn't turn the air on, but you're, I was working and I realized that I don't like exercising in that, but when you put me on a dance floor or ha- I'd so much more engaging, like I feel like I'm actually doing something. So I said to Abby, we had to take a break because school started, but we have to finish this choreography. My goal is to get that on YouTube, only give you the link in that. <laughs> have you watch it. I mean, I'm not embarrassed to put my, we put my podcast, not only do I put it on iTunes, but we also put some of my my small episodes on YouTube. I have no problem being on camera, but it's going to be fun to be able to do to really do that. And I'm I'm it's it's interesting I, now that I got a taste for it and I went through this. I really want to do it again, and I would love to try it again and try other things because it's fun. It's really it's it feels good for me. I mean, selfishly, it really feels good for me. I'm lucky to be able to do it with my daughter. It makes it more fun, uh, and it, it's an excuse to be able to do it. But I never thought in a million years that. You know, and, and my wife driving my daughter to, when she was four to that jazz slash tumbling dance school and going through that weird recital that they had. It was so weird. Uh, and <laughs> we're doing, no, trust me, it's, it's, it's compared to what the recitals we do. You get, you start getting real picky about it. Like what's the production value of it? And, and, uh, it just, it was weird. It just, it was all, it was, I guess the town was so big. They had so many acts. They'd include so many people. It was just, it wasn't like what we do here, real concise and tight. So I would never would have thought that my wife driving her there that, you know, fast forward, she was four, seven years later, that I'd be on a podcast with someone that is f- actually coming out of a podcast conference, walking up to you and saying, uh, Annette, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm a podcaster and I liked what you said about your Dancepreneuring Studios podcast. Do you know my daughter dances? And since then, Annette, what? Every time I'm at a dance studio, I text you a picture right? Yes. I, I send you stuff. I can share that. That's actually fun that I get to share that interest. Now, the dancing dads, I, it's it's interesting how they view me. You know, I never thought I'd be this, you know, thing. And, and at first I was nervous about it, but now they expect me to be up there and do that. But they all have interesting ways of dancing and how they look at it. And and it's it's all this motley crew of guys that, that are, we're all pretty tight. A majority of us are pretty tight. And they have new dads that come and go. They They come on practice, they get scared to death and then they leave. But I'm the one who, you know, they come in. It's my job to introduce myself, introduce them to the crew. 
you know, bring them in, the new guys, make sure they feel comfortable because it can be intimidating. Just like I was that first night I went and was, you know, pulling every hamstring I had because I thought I'm, I'm looking around like you look around while they're dancing like, are you guys going to stretch? Like we're all old men. What are you doing? <laughs> and, and they, and they, uh, and it worked out. It's, it's, uh, it's un, it's just unreal. It's an unreal experience. And to be able to share it with my daughter is awesome. It's just, it's different. It's a different, it's, it's not a, I just feel like I'm, I'm able to share something like you with something with my daughter that I feel that, that it, it gives us, we, we get the most, each of us get the most out of it. Not because we're doing it together, but we do like dancing and it's only going to get more fun and cooler. And, and again, I'm not, I don't make every competition she does in it. I'm not the dad that like, you know, I know those dads. I never miss a game. I never miss one. I miss them. Like, I'm sorry, but sometimes I can't. I mean, kids play like so many sports. It's hard not to to make every one. And my kids don't look down on it. I mean, my kids have never said, I wish daddy was here. Never. They know I make as much as I can. Plus, we've never pushed the kids to know that they're performing for us, that we expect them to do that. So they're out there for their own reasons. They're not out there for uh, us because we don't want to disappoint mommy and daddy. Like, I never want them to make choices to think that they would disappoint us. Then they go in there with a different type of pressure. I'd rather them go in and, and do their best, fail. We pick them up, give them words of encouragement. They go out again. Because it could be dancing this year. It could be something else next year. I love that you said that. And I think that's huge. And I think that applies just as much as an adult because putting like putting yourself out there with a podcast. And, and, you know, we were just talking about this kind of stuff. And um, it's funny how you want... I don't want to say you want people to like you. Well, yeah, you want people to like you, but it's not really about that. It's not about the accolades. That's just, to me, that's just a serendipity. But if you can positively affect someone, someone, you know, Abby's going to look back and Nate too with, you know, everything that you guys do as a family, they're going to look back on this time like, wow, my parents supported me and look how much that helped me. And and I loved how you were talking about that. You don't, it's, it, this is their thing. It's not, you push, you didn't push them. You didn't put the expectations on them. And I think that's huge. I think that's, and I, and what I love too, Nick, is that you're finding what is awesome for you, what fuels you with dance for yourself yeah. as an individual, yeah. even though you are doing it with Abby. And that is a, uh, that is a great thing that you guys are sharing together as well. But for you, I think it's really important that it is something for you. And, and it also reminds me of, um, parents that live vicariously through their kids, which of course you're proud of your kids. You want your kids to do well. You're, you are doing whatever you can to help them excel. But, um, I think it's just as important that kids see you do your thing and see you go for a goal and see you fail and pick yourself back up. I'm, I'm very much a proponent of that as well. Instead of just standing on your kids' shoulders on their achievements, so that that's a whole nother discussion itself. I was just reminded of that. But um, I love that you talked about all everything, all the serendipities that you found just by, you know, that one moment in your life when Megan drove to that jazz acrobatic. It was so weird. Like, <laughs> you I'm know, like, I want to do that. She goes, well, I took I took <laughs> dance and and I, I said, OK, that's fine. I mean, it, it, the thought of it was really nothing. It was a, a large town. We had kids. We didn't make, we lived in that town for seven years. We didn't really make any friends like we have here. And it was just something extra. Like I, we didn't, I mean, she would go and I'd, I'd check her out. It, it was, it was just, it was a birth of taking your kids to do something. Like there wasn't much of a mission behind it. You know, why, uh-huh. you know, why do you, a choice of, yeah, are we doing the right thing? It was just, yeah, let's do it and see how it works out. Hey, one of the things you said before about being liked by everyone. You made that comment. Mm-hmm. I don't think yes. it's that. I think most people just desire to be likable or to be liked. We all mm-hmm. want to be accepted. I know I'm not going to make everybody happy, but if every if I no one liked me, you know, I, I actually I'm completely contradicting myself. But it's not about like people. You know, you do these podcasts, and you, you're right. You put yourself out there, and you want to be. Uh, you can be greedy and want to be liked by everybody, but that's not the case. I think we have to. We all want to be liked, but sometimes we need to be a little selective on how or uh, more decisive on when we feel how like we are is good enough. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. And I was just thinking about like with uh, with Abby and her confidence level and going into these competitions, for her at that age to um, 
to have that already and not be so concerned. You know, I, I'm thinking about when I was her age and, and all the, oh my gosh, I mean, every every kid goes through stuff, but the fact that she's already grasped for herself what it takes to be on stage and, and perform her best and um, for the work effort, the work ethic that she already at that age, I think is just huge. And um, in the competition world, I know it's, oh gosh, I don't even want to go down this road with the competition world. It's frankly not one of my favorites. As much as I love dance, that's like the part of dance that I don't really love so much, but there is, you know, there is a place for it. And there, it, it is a very popular thing and there are good things about it. I think it's really cool that she's developed all these life skills already, just her being involved in this, that's going to translate so awesomely for when she's older. And we do a lot of that here. I mean, there was a time, I'll definitely say, I don't know if it was a year or two years ago, Abby had a bit of an emotional breakdown where, I mean, it scared us actually. A lot of crying. Oh, wow. And for a week, I mean, to a point she was getting cards from everybody. I think Megan and I were like, oh, oh, I think that's it. She's broken. And she got through it. But it'll. I think at the time she took on a lot, every class she could possibly take. She was dancing basically six days a week. And, mm-hmm. and uh, because she's just like her dad, she puts a lot of pressure on herself. Uh, it, it kind of, but she doesn't have the, you know, the adult aptitude to be able to know how to handle it and say no that uh, we got to a point where she kind of checked out for a week, but she needed the break. We also know we're a lot more cognizant about knowing when she needs breaks, talking to her. But it's not so much – I know when you talked about you know, her, her confidence and what she deals with on the stage, my wife and I are extremely active with our kids, but also accenting each other's strengths. My wife is the discipline of the family. I'm more of the – Megan really – creates more of the structure. I mean, without Megan, these kids wouldn't make it anywhere. They wouldn't get signed up for anything. I mean, really. Like when I was a kid, I rode my bike to baseball. I'm like, ride your bike. But, but, but what happens is she knows when to bring me in and talk if, if Abby's having issues or concerns. And we talk. I talk to my daughter as if I've always done that since the time she was breastfeeding. And Megan would, we'd, we'd go breastfeeding and bottle. And I would, I started a new job in 2006 and I'd sit there and I was like, why don't I just talk to her? I, someone's going to listen. So I talked about my new job with her. I never talked to my daughter other than any different than how I talked to her. I'm talking to you now. And she was real verbal when she, you know, 18 months, she had like 30 some odd words and she was awesome. I mean, she was really, she's always excelled. It's scary. But I also, when I was young, I excelled. I didn't excel in dance. I, I was excelled in school. I was never really a super athlete, but I was a smart kid. And it's hard. It gets lonely sometimes when sometimes you excel past your peer group and you become, I mean, I don't know if it's the same. It's just, it's a stupid, but it's the same way I felt when suddenly I started dancing with these dads and, and, and Miss Dawn said, now you're, you're up front. And I thought, I know I, I get the moves, but why am I up front? It took me a while to understand that, okay, I understand why I'm up here. So I need to be more of a leader for everyone, even though we're just dads dancing, rather than being the guy that thinks, well, I'm on stage up front because I have a responsibility. I mean, to a point where sometimes, Annette, I have to step just a little bit farther forward next to the two guys next to me so they can follow what I'm doing because it just, it helps. It's, it's funny now, but I've accepted where I am. They've accepted me, um, you know, but with Abby, as she dances, she becomes a solo artist. So now she's taken out of a group and now by herself gets different accolades than everybody else. It's a lot of pressure for her. You know, kids judge, kids get jealous and it's hard. And and whenever that happens, I'm the one who uh, kind of fills in that role with, with my, my wife and I to just have those conversations with Abby and talk her through how she feels, how she's dealing with what she's dealing with. Just like you've helped me, you know, this past year when I've been going through some crisis, it's, it's awesome. It's, it, and it's not hard. It's just, I think you have to make a choice as a parent to do something. I was raised by a father that didn't make a choice. He chose not to do some things. And I, I didn't want to be that same parent. So I, I make a choice. I'm on point. Like it's, it's, it's not that it's exhausting, it's rewarding, but it's work. Being a parent is having kids and being a parent, two totally different things, but choosing to be an, a parent that thinks about their kids and wants to know what they want and, and is not going to push them to do things they don't want. I just don't understand that, you know, I, I hear stories of parents that, you know, the, the kid tries out for basketball and 
and then decides after two practices he doesn't want to do it anymore. And the, and the parent says, well, no, you tried out, so you're going to have to go, right? Well, yes. why? Why would you do it? Like, no one puts a gun in my head. If I'm at work and I don't want to do work at my job anymore, no, I can leave. Like, that's, it's a life choice. Like, let me, teach me how to make decisions to deal with the consequences. I've said that to my kids. If you don't want to do something, that's fine, but you have to live with the consequences. It's okay. I get it. And I love saying to my kids and that, you know, you're dealing with this, Nate, Nate or Abby, you're dealing with this right now. You know, I dealt with this two days ago at work. The same exact thing. All the stuff you deal with guys now is the stuff I deal with every day. I've just been doing it longer than you, and here's how I deal with it. This is what I might do. And the kids are great, and, and they come back and say, well, Dad, I said this. Or if it's they need, need a little bit of a boost of courage to, to have a conversation with someone that they're not normally uh, not comfortable talking to. or It says a lot about their character, too. And I've always been... I have real, I'm really lucky to have great kids and they're smart and they're athletic and they're, they're intuitive and they're funny. Uh, but I I'm t- definitely, Mike and I absolutely take some credit for that. Are you kidding me? It's not just genes. It's been a lot of effort since they were born of, of my wife and I understanding and being on the same page. It's, uh, it's unreal. It's, it's crazy. Like I said, never thought driving up four, you know, four years old to Abby to do four somersaults in a cartwheel and spin on stage that, She'd be up doing like 12 spins in front of judges and getting judges awards and doing leaps and jumping in the air. She's performed in the high school plays in town. Even though she's not even in high school, they've asked her to join during the plays. Uh, she's, she's gotten opportunities. And just like me, I've gotten opportunities through my podcast and through my professional life just because we do what we do the best way we can. And trust me, anyone listening who's doubtful of you of trying something or doing something that you might be fearful you might not be a perfect at do it anyway do it prove it to yourself you know try it out fail i've failed so many times abby's failed abby's made mistakes on stage she always gets up and does it again ever never stops never ever stops so much you can learn from an 11 year old that dances on stage and it's amazing she inspires us as a family to do better. That's amazing. My mother-in-law is crying all the time. Every time we go to a recital and a, and a competition uh, and that all the time. My daughter danced in Disney this year. We went to Disney and danced. She danced up Main Street. It was amazing. It's so much fun. It's great. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. I, my heart is just so full listening to this right now. And um, I know it hasn't been easy. It, it hasn't, besides the dance aspect, like you were talking about the parent, the parenting aspect, mm-hmm. And it taking effort on your and Megan's part. It's not without effort on your part. So, of course, yeah, you should take some credit for it because it doesn't happen by accident. So, wow. That's a lot, Annette. I never, man, that's a long, I never really talked that much about that ever. Well, I'm so glad you did because, you know, obviously we were, you know, we want to talk about all the dance stuff. And I'm so excited that you were excited to talk about this stuff. And we're taking a little bit different spin on it because I, I just I really think it's important to to show how much dance can do besides the physical aspect of it and and all the serendipities that come with it whether it is bringing a community together uh, obviously the physical aspect the um, what it does for you emotionally and mentally and the connection and the opportunity and seeing just I'm I'm so happy that we're having this conversation. Yeah, we've talked about. I mean, I gave you tidbits over the the year. I, that was that's my favorite. I love doing a selfie at a recital before the in front of the stage, <laughs> shooting it to to uh, to Annette. It's it's fun. It's like this little club I have that I get to share this one moment. It's not like I can reach over and say, "Isn't this amazing, Bob? We have this you know fun. Isn't that great?" It's going to be so much fun when that second part kicks in in the song and we do that other, that kick thing. And, and, uh, it, it, it's awesome. It, it's, I don't know. It's really, it's still, I can't, I, it's, it's hard as, as much as I just spent the last so many minutes describing how it is, I, I, that will evolve. Like that feeling, that fulfillment mm-hmm. will definitely evolve. And then I'll get, there's going to be fear of losing it. And, 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 you know, if my daughter decides and God bless her, if she decides she wants to do something different, that's going to be on her. Her, her, watching her go through this this process and learning how to be how to make somewhat young adult decisions, like when I said before about her excelling and moving moving ahead of some 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 people, and she even choreographed some. Actually, yeah, she choreographed some of the the younger girls in a, a mm. part of their routine, which is awesome. So that way, I think 
I think I taught, I told uh, Miss Dawn, I said to her, anytime you can help my daughter learn how to lead is helpful. You know, oh, oh, that was one thing. Actually, one thing in that I used to tell her is when I realized my daughter was always front in line, right? I said to Dawn, I, I noticed that over and over again. Now, as much as it's great to have your kids lead other kids, your children also have to learn how to follow others, right? You can't yes. always be up front. And I actually specifically said to that, I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. I think we were at a uh, Christmas party. I said, can you do me a favor? Can you just have her not be front in line, like maybe third or fourth in line? So that way she can, she can follow. And she said, Nick, I wish I could, but she's one of the only kids that, that follows directions. I need her up front so the other kids follow. It made sense. That was, that made absolute sense to me. But the fact that now, I guess it's, it kind of worked out. I like the fact she, she's challenged in different ways between choreography and, and I love to see the bond. Actually, my daughter, when she first started six, seven years ago, some of the girls that are in high school now were Abby's age. So seeing them grow up and become young ladies and, and connect with Abby and pull her along, I can't wait to when Abby's their age to work with the younger kids and do that, that's going to be really exciting. And, and you know me, I'm all about the, 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 the mark you make on the world. You have every opportunity to do it every day. You might not, it might not be the greatest. I mean, we're both podcasters and put what we're passionate about out on the interwebs, but you know, it's something but deep down there's, there's part of us just leaving a mark, whether it be a, you know, a, a feeling, a warmness in someone listening to us on our shows or, how we get involved in dance of laughing after a move that doesn't go the way it should or or someone misses it. I mean, that's those are all the fun things. Those are the things I really hold on to from dancing, being a dancing dad and dancing with Abby. It's not so much the the recital, but it's about how we got there, the the dad that nearly tripped over the stage getting up. Uh, those are the things those are the things that are those fun <laughs> that's the stuff that we constantly we always talk about. That's the stuff that pops up every year. And the solidarity that we have and this community that we have that I swear it's, it's like a drug. I'm bummed. Like I'm actually lucky. I, I get to dance in the, I'm the, the Santa, the Santa Claus. I play Santa in the Christmas recital that happens in December. So I get not only, I, I used to dance once a year. Now I get to go in and learn a few, about five or six routines as Santa. And that's a lot of fun. Like that's really cool. I get to get on stage again and I've, I, this is my third year doing it. I think Miss Dawn thought I was going to quit. She asked me recently, are you still, are you still my Santa? And I said, of course, till, till you kick me out. I'm going to have to be Santa all the way up to the time uh, Abby's 18. So I get to do that too. So it's like a drug. You want to be around it. You want to be involved. I, it's nice that this, now that uh, dance uh, season just started, they were off all summer. And now we get to talk to each other in the, in the reception area and who's picking up who. And I, I'll take your daughter home and tomorrow you'll take, you'll take my daughter home. And it's awesome. We get to hang out. It's going to get cold, so we're going to get inside. Everybody's going to hang out and have dinner parties and all this stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be wickedly cool and fun. And I, I wish, I wish my daughter was older. She could experience not only the dance but also hang out with with all of us. That would be, that would be really great. But yeah, that's uh, that's me and my my passion for dance in a nutshell. And what I'm really thankful for, Annette, is like I said, I never thought I'd be where I am with my daughter in dance. But you simply giving me a vehicle to be able to share this. I'd never talked about this on my show, but having an opportunity to do it on, on your show when you have a, probably an enormous following of dancers, people that have studied it and, and everything, and I'm just this newbie who, who pushes himself to try to be the best dancing dad once a year, learning every move and then improvising and trying new things. And, it all, and, 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 and deep down, Annette, the one thing I, the, the, deep down, the one thing I really do it for is there's always that older lady that's in the crowd. After the recital, that comes up to me and says, I saw you up there and you were so handsome. You're such a good dancer. <laughs> and it happens every year. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. It's, I, I, do, I do it for that. Like you said about being, we talked about being liked. Oh my God. I, that's the best. That's like having 100,000 downloads on your podcast in a day. Like, I'm like, ooh, well, thank you, Miss Whoever You Are. I was dancing for you. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, Nick, you know what you need to do? You need to do a Facebook Live with one of your groupies there afterwards or something. You got to get this on video. I have to see cool. it. <laughs> we could probably do, well, what I could do last year, uh, next year is just put someone with a Facebook Live to get it on, on tape. Because one of the things that, that's hard is I have a few of them on my YouTube page, my podcast YouTube page. But it, I'm always dependent on someone recording it on their iPhone and then me getting it on from their iPhone. So the last year I it's recorded, this latest one, it was a country song. But last year was a hip-hop routine that was hard. It was the hardest dance that – you ask any of the dads will tell you it was one of the hardest dances. But I, I, this, I think there's one person that have, has it on video, but they might have deleted it off their phone. I like having those. It's fun. It's actually entertaining, especially when you share it with everybody. And uh, that's uh, that's my story, Annette. That's that's everything. I think I'm done. And, and and you'll be part of this whole journey as I keep moving and dancing, and I experience more choreographers on YouTube and learn their routines with Abby and and have some fun. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. And this so far, I know has been exciting for you. It's been such a gift to me to hear your side of the story, and to see a parent that is just so invested, but in a very holistic, that might be the word I always, I'm really like, I really glommed onto that word this past year, holistic and really honest approach and honoring approach to what gives your kids fire. You know, I'm so thankful that you shared all of this with me. And um, I think it's really important because you, you brought up a lot of lessons that it's not only about the professional dancer that's pursuing their career and that's an entrepreneur. You brought out a lot of things that they need to hear as well. So, you know, there's something to learn for everybody. So I'm so glad I had you on. So I want to end off by asking my three standard questions, which I call the dancepreneur in quick steps. So the first one is (laughs) dance style you haven't tried, but would like to and why? Bollywood. Oh my gosh, I haven't tried that either. I would love to try that too. I like the lines of it. I think it's mm-hmm. it's, it's tight. There's a lot of and it's it's uh, quick and rhythmic. There's not it, the I I I'm just a fond I I'm fond of the music. And and the fact Bollywood is such an enormous thing in India. It's like every movie has it in it. It's like it's something that that is so big on their culture. Just to be able to get that gives me. We have a lot of Indian friends, and I, I've been to a, a several Indian weddings and and learned a lot about their culture and their food. And I don't know why I just said food because that's and their food, just the way they they vibe. And to learn that would give me a a, a, a more or a, a path into learning more about uh, what they're all about, how they entertain, and and so on. Yeah, I do Bollywood. That would be fun. Who is your favorite dancer or choreographer and why? Well, I mentioned a few when we were talking on I, – I don't know if I'd be confident even to say that who is my favorite. I mean, I'd say Jay Kodish is fine. I like him because – one thing I like about him is he, when he instructs you, he flat out will tell you, I need you to make this your own. And when you watch videos that he does, everyone takes his, his, his foundation of his routine and really wants you to make it something that he couldn't make it. And he likes it. He really wants to see that. And I think that says a lot about an artist that says, you know, that's like someone saying, Da Vinci saying, hey, I painted half the Mona Lisa. When you have a second, could you finish it for me in a way you want to? That's like, wow, are you kidding me? And then (laughs) like, that's nuts. And and that's one thing I've grown fond of watching him and hearing him talk, especially when you watch the choreography. He's talking to you as a student, not just dancing. And you get to... uh, really get to know a little bit more about what makes him tick. I like that answer. That's really cool. I love when teachers and choreographers are like that too, where they give you the freedom. And it might not be spoken in in every class or whatnot, but um, it it is reassuring when people recognize that there is individuality that comes into dancing and not everybody moves the same. So I'm so glad you said that. Last question is, what is the dance style that currently describes your day and why? I was going to say contemporary, but I wouldn't think that that's my day. I mean, I spent a, I'm a corporate work guy. So. Uh, How are you feeling right now? What? Broadway. Broadway. Oh my gosh. Broadway is very, it's, it's, it's got such variety depending on the mood of the scene. So my day might go up and down depending on what happens during the day. So at work, it's a different type of, it's, it's the first act. The coming home is, you know, skipping up to the door and saying hi to my wife and kids. The vibe changes. Then as the night goes on, it changes. And it, I'd, I'd say, I'd say uh, a Broadway. 
We're, I mean, my kids were watching a YouTube video the other day about a family singing. And what made me feel really great is Nate looked at me and goes, hey, dad, that's what we do. I'm like, damn right we do. So I'm like, yeah, I guess we do. I guess we, we get Alexa to sing a song and I start dancing and then Nate, my wife is hilarious. My wife's got this, she's got this interesting sense of humor. It's, if you catch it the right time, she does something extremely hilarious and funny, whether it be a dance or a joke that you, that I get to, you know, I, I get to experience, but it comes out a lot more as a family when we're at home. My wife will do like a weird dance and my wife following my daughter. And watching her more than I have as far as dance goes, knows all the dance names and stuff. I always have this running joke with my daughter where, you know, all the, I'm, I'm making stuff up, but these, you know, the stances in ballet, ajate, all these things, right? I make up some crazy <laughs> words like Ubi Blay, like uh, Bobby Blay, like Uji Ujate, like let me show you that. And she, I, she, at first she'd be like, shut up. And now she laughs and she'll make up her own names and, and it's, it's fun, but. Yeah, Broadway would be that. That would be like immediately breaking a song and dance. Uh, Nate's tap dancing on the on the on the uh, counter. Abby's doing spins. I'm throwing my wife in the air. You know, it's and then we all stop and go, bah! and then the scene's over, and then we go on to something else. Yeah, I think that would be it. Broadway. Broadway. I think you're the first guest that said Broadway, really? but I can see. Yeah, I can see that. I've I've had <laughs> other. Yeah, I've had a lot of. I don't say a lot of common ones, but Broadway is definitely the the first one that I've heard. But I can see that. I, I can picture that totally with your family. So if you want to find out more about Nick and his awesome podcast, it is very different from mine. So that's the cool thing about podcasting. You can find a show about almost anything. I will link it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 133. You can find out all about him, connect with him, check out his show, check out his YouTube channel, and hopefully he'll be posting more dance videos as we go along here. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing such a special journey that you're going on with uh, your family. And it's been such a gift to me to hear that. And I'm so thankful to... Uh, have you. So thank you very much. Thank you, Annette. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you very much. If you want to continue this conversation on this topic or any topic, I would love to get to know you better and hear from you on my private Facebook group, The Dancepreneuring Collective. Please send me a direct message and I'll add you. I am not a fan of being added to groups without permission. So unless you ask, I will not do it. <laughs> if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving it and get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.